And you had your store set up at, at the front of the hippo for Hattie's Burlesque. Right. What does it mean to you to, to be a part of that community and basically feel that kind of support? Oh man, I, you know, it really is. The hardest street boys, hardest street boys, hardest street boys, it's the hardest street boys. Like and subscribe. Well, yeah, man. What uh, what'd you get into this past week? So many things. So many things to get into this past week. Mm -hmm. uh, of course, I went to the Southern States watch party mm -hmm. the Keg and Barrel. That was fun. That was awesome. Yeah. Uh, they had tacos there. Mm -hmm. Tamas, Tangaria, the food truck. Tacaria? Mm -hmm. Yeah, sorry. It's okay. Butchered it. You're doing great. But delicious tacos as well as street corn, elote. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, it was a huge night. That was uh that was what? Thursday. That was Thursday. Um really enjoyed seeing so many people out supporting soccer. Somebody who grew up here as a, a huge soccer fan cuz me and my parents were like no way you're playing American football. Too dangerous. Uh so to see like, you know, this many people be into the sport is huge really turnout. really awesome. And uh and also to get to watch uh your local team play yeah, on ESPN Plus on the big awesome. TV in the back, oh, huge. It's like, dude, this is uh, we're really doing it for real. Like, yeah. this is super cool. And man, I got so excited, you know, talking to John Neal about the World Cup. We, oh yeah, we have some cool things planned. It's on the horizon. He's got some really cool things planned, you know, because we play England day after Thanksgiving on yeah. Black Friday this year. Yeah, it's uh, it's gonna be a tough group, but yeah, I think I think all of Keg and Barrel, just like just go ahead and go ahead and park now. Yeah. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be insane. You yeah. should find a parking spot now for yeah. the Black Friday party because it's going to be insane. Yeah, I can't wait. It's I mean, World insane. Cup action, USA's back in it. Mm -hmm. uh, soccer, again, we're a big soccer town. Everyone knows it. Yeah. Big soccer town. Everyone knows it. You know it. You know it. You know it. You know. They all know. They know it. Everybody knows. I hope they know it. Yeah. They better know it now. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's cool. Um. It was fun, actually. I got to do some content for Southern States, actually. Put yeah. some videos together. I saw your little post-game wrap-up for the last game they played. Yeah, and we did a little pre-game interview with Carl and uh, and then did a hype video with some of the players in the locker room. And it's cool, man. I'm going out on my own, you know, not teaching anymore, so I'm getting to do this, like, creating content for other... Yeah, I saw you other... made that announcement on social media that you're... Yeah, I did big announcement. I didn't even think it was really, like, that big... Everybody's been really nice. Yeah, I saw. I saw. It got a lot of. Uh, got a lot of looks. I was like, look at Drew over here. It was cool. Stepping out. It was cool. Yeah. Well, I think people like, you know, when you do something, you just assume that person. That's what they do forever. So I, I was just trying to make it clear that, like, yeah, I'm pivoting and no more teaching, and I'll still drum probably mostly with you making our music. But other than that, because you uh, better. I don't. Yeah, but you better like, drum with me. You know, of course. But like, but. You know, I'm not really gigging or anything, so this this whole teacher drummer label I've had yeah. uh, is like kind of changing it up, you know. So yeah, yeah it's it's cool, man. Shot some stuff, uh, buddy. Ti uh, helped film some some interview stuff I did for for Wait, Visit H Bird. Y'all were live at five on Friday. Yeah, how was, was that? It was amazing. It was it was funny, you know, filming. It looks fun, and it is fun, yeah. but you know how it is. Like, it's a little, it's not just chilling, right? You want it to yeah. look like that, but it's not. So it was a little stressful trying to figure out what would work and 
um, what would be funny, what's too much, what's just, you know, being funny, you can, you tell a line there. You don't want to be uh, too, like, I don't know, you don't want to be inappropriate, but you want to, you want to try and find that balance. So exactly. that, that was a fun thing to kind of do, you know, and basically just, I just interviewed friends. Very, yeah. I asked them about beers outside. See, I like that. I like the people on the street interviews. You know, I do. We got to do that at the chili cook off. It was mm-hmm. a lot of fun. So hopefully we can see that more in the future. Well, you know, we have teased that we would be, you know, around for downtown crawfish jam and I mean, I'm, I think it's safe to say that we might be doing something like that. Definitely, the, the two of us at the at the Crawfish Jam. And so, if you want to like maybe make it on the show and get to talk with us and like have a fun time, you got like some hot takes you want to give us. Yeah, like maybe make sure you get your tickets at dcjhberg.com. Yeah, get them er- uh, get them early because you can't buy them at the gate. You need to go and get your tickets now. That's right. So if you don't want to go for live music. Live music. Unlimited crawfish. All the crawfish. I mean, there's always a limit, but you get it. And all you can drink beer. Yeah. If you don't want to go for th- those three amazing reasons, yeah. get your tickets so for the chance to uh, inter- you know, talk with us and then make it on the show. Yeah. If you're funny enough. Yeah. You know. Well, I hate I missed Live at Five this week. Yeah, why'd you miss it, Jamie? I had I actually had a DJ gig lined up, you That's know. Good. Uh we last week we talked with your boy, mm-hmm. Don King. He's mm-hmm. a DJ, but I got to DJ a quite interesting little party, a high school reunion mm-hmm. for the class of nineteen sixty. Oh wow. Yeah. Oh I, wow. I played some background music while they hung out and talked to each other. Bro, did it get did it did they turn up? Man, they did. You got to watch that hip, you know. They did. We had the ambulance on standby. <laughs> uh, a good time was had. Shout out to the class of 1960. They don't, they probably don't watch the internet. Oh, no, they have no idea. They'll never yeah. see this. Yeah, shout out to the Hattiesburg High class of 1960. So you can actually talk about Ethel dropping it like it's hot because she ain't going to see this, man. Well, actually, one of the ladies, she yelled at me to turn the music down. <laughs> turn it down! <laughs> It was kind of funny. That's amazing. Yeah. This we, party's lit. His, well, that's when people me. were dancing. I was like, oh, maybe I should turn it up a little bit. They're like, no. No. They can hear just fine. Having, Every, everybody had hearing aids. Right. Well, and you're there You're there mostly to like talk and catch up. I yeah. Would, I would think at, at that point. Yeah. But yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's wild. 1960. Yeah. It was cool. That's cool, man. That's the kind of gigs I do, you know? Well, you're getting like, your your DJ stuff, is. it seems like it's picking up. And I, you know, I'm not trying to speak out of school here, but DJ Don King says, oh, I don't want to do dances anymore. And I totally get that. Yeah. But I'm just sitting here thinking, well, who's going to take over that mantle? I you got know. a guy who just got his own PA, just making grown man decisions. It's true. You booking I don't know if I'm ready for a prom or a homecoming dance. I think you are. Leave it in the comments if you think I'm ready for a prom or a homecoming dance. I think you can DJ that. I did DJ I a high school party. Right now. I DJed a high school party at Forest County Agricultural High School once. Mm, how'd that go? It was different. <laughs> but I'm just saying, you could you could start getting those gigs, and I, I could... You're a great DJ. You're Thank fun. You. You're popular. Thank you're you. like Thank the you. guy, man. Why I, wouldn't you do I, that? I love cultivating a playlist, and I love, uh, you know, forcing people to listen to music uh, that they might not want to <laughs> listen to. You know, it's just part of who I am. <laughs> <laughs> what I'm about. <laughs> you're going to listen to this song. That's hilarious. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that's... Well, anyway. No, yeah, I do take should, requests a lot of times. You, you should know? take over. 
I take a lot of requests, especially yeah. I, again. You know, I like to DJ sometimes for young kid parties. Sounds weird. Uh, like the fifth and sixth graders at Sacred Heart, they book me sometimes, and those kids come up with some amazing requests. Like yeah. some kid came up to me and said, "Will you play Neil Diamond?" I was like. I'll play Neil Diamond just for you, little man. Little you know? fifth grader asking yeah. for Neil Diamond. That's what I'm talking about. That's funny. You know? Yeah, man, you're great. You're great for that. So if you have, you know, a youth dance or whatever, just some kind of event that, or you do, you do the oldies. Literally, you just yeah. had the 1960 I, class reunion. That's yeah. you do all ages, I, man. I, I, a 40th, uh, uh, somebody's 40th birthday. Oh, DJ that recently. Heck yeah. Uh, you know, I, are I, you DJ Massive J or are you Massive DJ when you DJ? I don't even have a DJ name. I haven't come up with one. Okay. That's so another thing we should... That's the first thing you need to do. I don't have a DJ name. Yeah, you need a DJ name. Yeah. Come on, in the comments, let us know what you think Massive J's DJ name should be. There you go. Yeah. but uh, And then Saturday, we got to hang out. We actually ate some crawfish from South Mississippi Crawfish. True. Big South Mississippi, Mississippi Crawfish, guys. Yeah. Huge they, South Mississippi Crawfish. Yeah, shout out to the fine folks at South Mississippi Crawfish out there on Old 11. Pizza Man! Uh, Pizza Man! I've shared that Charlie Day. I've been watching a lot of Always Sunny. Yeah. And I just did it with crawfish. Crawfish man. Crawfish man. Everybody knows I'm the crawfish man. I loved it. I was so, I was in such a great mood because I had crawfish. We got to hang out. We hung out outside. Yeah. So we had beers outside. Yes. Killer. Beautiful day. Threw some darts. Yeah. Did a little yard maintenance. (laughs) Little yard maintenance. Yeah. (laughs) Yanked a huge branch out of a tree. And no one knows what, you know, that means, but that's cool. Um, one yeah, of the, I will tell you, fun. I got to enjoy crawfish a little bit last weekend. Mm-hmm. I uh, we had crawfish from South Mississippi crawfish on Saturday, but then on Sunday, I went and tried the land shark mm. out in West Hattiesburg. Mm. It's like a food trailer that does all kinds of boiled seafood. You got crawfish. They also do shrimp, royal reds, and lobster tail. Wow! And they also have catfish plates. Dang. So. Land shark. Yeah, we uh, have to well, check it exclusive. Out. We did that for the Signature Magazine Food with Friends article. Oh yeah. Um, how'd that go? Who all did that? So Brittany Purvis does not. Brittany Brittany Purvis Vassar. <laughs> She's always. I know. <laughs> Brittany did, doesn't like seafood, so she did not come along. But mm. it was uh, myself, Rob Walker, Allison Neville, and Jay Evan Curry. Okay. And, and nice. we got down, and that food was delicious i have to say i was quite impressed uh i had not i have not stopped at the land shark before but oh my gosh they're bringing the heat yeah yeah they're bringing the spice so when so you you guys shot that this past week what month of signature what edition it'll be in next month's signature so in may yes okay okay cool yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Check out Rob Walker's photos. He's a killer photographer. He is. It was funny seeing him him and Jesse Johnson were at Live at Five and they took pictures of each other. Yeah. And uh it was like uh, that Spider Man meme like, where they're just pointing identical Spider Man pointing at each other. Dude, uh man, Hattiesburg, like just dripping with talent. Yeah. I think I saw Tommy Teeple posted something like that about Kyle uh Bass. Yeah. And he used that dripping with talent. So I'm totally stealing that from Tommy, but He's right. Hattiesburg's dripping with talent. It's legit. Man. Oh yeah, so cool. I, another thing I find I got to go do was see uh, the steel drum, the steel drum orchestra, steel pans. So Mispo. Yeah. How was, was that? It was awesome. Yeah. They did so good. Yeah. Like so with Darren like, and more talent. Just the school of music in general. I mean, it's it's amazing yeah. the talent that comes through Hattiesburg. And it's it's wild. Like, you know, steel band music is not. 
it's never going to be like it's not mainstream necessarily so i feel like it doesn't get the same attention it deserves as but as far as like quality and uh like execution those performances are like i'm sorry if our football team's not great but there's like that's world-class type stuff that the school is putting out that you're, uh, you're because not it's lying. not football or it's not you know one of these like very few avenues that uh, most people pay attention to it gets overlooked a lot yeah. so um i hope i hope people just i mean just go and check check out a concert I was no, actually thinking I know about that. Busy, but. I actually thought about that during the show of like just the entire school of music, the alumni, and where they've gone mm-hmm. internationally, mm-hmm. like musical performance, like the professional level. Mm-hmm. It is insane. The, yeah. Like that comes through Hattiesburg. Oh, and you have like professors like uh, Marcus Machado, bass player, like just world class, yeah. absolutely world class. And a lot of people are just, you know. They don't know. It's it's okay because yeah. they're probably you know you it may not know. be your thing, but it's important to at least appreciate that the university, what maybe it, it might not be your style, but they are putting out world class talent and really doing some cool stuff. Um, especially like uh, also the jazz program at Southern Huge. Larry Pinella. Oh man, it's just year after year, just an incredibly high standard. So uh, definitely need to support them. I hate I missed the show. I've just been. I've been I've been swamped, man. It's all right, but, um, man. I you know, and that's the other thing too of doing this, where we're getting invited to more things. I feel like, and I I just can't make all of them. Yeah, um, I'm in the same so, boat. So I do feel bad, but uh, but it's just cool to know that it's here. I, yeah, I just like that it's in Hattiesburg because Hattiesburg is legit. Um, but yeah, man, I think it's. Hey, did you? How'd you do that? I don't know. Well, I'm excited because we have Gracie Nichols. Yes, Gracie. Of Garage Dog Studios. Yes, she's the best. Robin bugging her about getting into that dangly earring game. Yeah, Gracie's a good friend of mine. She uh, She's originally from Meridian, like myself. Oh, okay. Yeah, OGs right. from Meridian. Man, there's a strong Meridian connection in the Berg. So I, I want to hear like how she got started with making jewelry, Yeah, uh, what that is like. She, you know, she was out front of Hattiesburg Less selling yeah. her, her wares. Uh, so I think it's time to get her on. Let's bring her in. After this, Gracie Nichols of Garage Dog Studio. Hey, what? Are you, how are you making those sounds? Gracie, you're you're hearing this too? Yeah. We can't both be tripping. I'm as impressed as I am concerned. Thank you, I think. Gracie Nichols, we have you here from Garage Dog Studio. Gracie, how are you today? I'm doing well. I'm, doing well. I'm excited to have you here. I'm excited to be here. Okay, so your main, your main thing, your main thing is you make jewelry. And uh, I have made it no secret. I'm trying to get into the dangly earring game. Here for it. All right. How did you, <laughs> how did you get into making jewelry and uh, and take me? Yeah, I really want to hear how you got started, and then we'll we'll talk about the dangly earring game later. All right. 
Well, when I was a sophomore at State, I was in the art department studying painting, and I got kind of sick and didn't really know what was going on, and I took a semester off college to kind of figure things out, and I needed something creative to do, and Etsy was at the beginning of being Etsy, so I went on there and bought just a whole bunch of jewelry parts, Mm. and so it actually just started with sitting at home assembling little trinkets that I found, and then when I got back to school, I was in a lot of ceramics courses, so that kind of transitioned into... um, ceramic pieces that I was doing as necklaces, which then turned Mm. into porcelain. And then when I moved to Austin, I'd still been playing around with some stuff, but I eventually got uh, a job around the same time, both at a lumber mill and working for a jeweler in town. So I started an apprenticeship with the jeweler and she eventually promoted me to production assistant. And so that's where I learned all of the ins and outs of ordering and gauge wire and how to basically cold connection assembly Mm. and how she did ran her business. And at the same time I was working at the lumber mill and I just started picking up scraps that I found on the ground. And I've always loved jewelry. That was always my thing. Always you know, I was a t-shirt girl, but man, I always had, you know, 1996, I had those like uh, smiley face studs. Like it came <laughs> in like the three pack where you had like the peace sign, the yin yang and the smiley face. Mm. And uh, yeah, and I'd like, I guess you can kind of see like I like the asymmetrical or the mismatch. I would mismatch them. Mm. So I guess that's where it all started. Yeah. But it was, um, you know, I just, I wanted to make pieces that, were different that weren't necessarily shiny and they could be a showpiece but not necessarily like diamonds or you know gemstones anything too big i've really started seeing how beautiful and individual each scrap was of wood the wood grain the way the colors look together piecing it together it just really made its own statement yeah and i I just loved the wearability of it. It's lightweight. You can, like I said, dress it up, dress it down. And when I left Austin and moved here, I actually started Garage Dog. And it was, uh, in the beginning, a completely wood-based jewelry company. And then I started working with the brass. And the brass kind of started doing its own thing. And as it got a little more notoriety, I was able to kind of go back to woodworking and now i kind of mix and match both and mm. who knows <laughs> so, so what is uh what does cold connection mean because we talked a little bit earlier like you know when you're like forging things that are made of metal i always think of like the the poor iron people like at usm right. like a huge cauldron they get it's so much you can only do it once a year right like how do you what's cold connection how's that different you don't use anything hot It's all, uh, so the woman that I studied under, she had a spot on South Congress, actually had a storefront on South Congress with a shop in it, and they wouldn't let her do anything, any sort of connections, anything with heat, just for safety purposes and it being downtown Austin. And so she had to completely 
reconfigure her line of jewelry. And so that's the way I was taught. It's all done by drilling holes and using jump rings or connecting with other pieces and parts. Um, mm. Just none of it is done with actual like welding right. or soldering. It sounds less dangerous. It it is until you bring in uh, the woodworking part and the and the machines. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, le- it's still danger, but yeah. less dangerous. less dangerous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah, definitely. like your one is like you're basically throwing, you know, on Mordor dealing with lava. Yeah. And then one is yeah, yeah it's a little bit little bit more manageable. Okay, so what role does being able to make your own jewelry play in like your life? Because I want to get to your business, but. I think it's really cool that you have, we all have control of like how we dress and stuff, but you can actually design jewelry. You can get real specific with your look. How does that impact your, your life and, and, uh, how, how you feel? Well, when I pitch my jewelry, I actually use the term wearable art because each piece is going to be slightly different. Each piece, especially with the wood piece, like you can't necessarily make the same piece every time. Every Mm. piece is meant to be View, think of it as like you're wearing sculpture. You are every day you get to build something on top that like represents you. You can build things and layer things and create structure in a way that really is all the all all the parts of art. Like I mean, line, value, texture, all of it, you know, it all mixed together you know you just get this opportunity you have that opportunity every day and that's something that I really love I really love that even if you just feel like wearing a tank top you can build on top of that and make it something totally different Mm. and you know some with different tastes different styles I mean it's just kind of endless and it's really exciting it's really exciting. Everybody has their own style and taste, what they prefer to wear. Some people prefer more studs, things that are smaller, closer, you know, to their face. Some people really love big dramatic pieces, and I'm I'm really here for all of it. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's awesome. I mean, do you do you feel like it's it's cool to be able to, you know, I would think socially, right? Like being able to like talk with your friends and kind of see yeah. what their different styles are. Like does that in, does that influence your Absolutely. art? Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, when, just example, I mean, there's so much music in town. I watch musicians. You know, one one person specifically, like, sticks out to me, and she plays violin, and she wears my jewelry. And at first, I really wasn't sure about her playing that instrument with my jewelry in my head. It was going to get all caught up, and she's never seemed to have a problem. So, you know, but it looks great. Like, when I see her play and do her art it really inspires me to what what's next what can I come up with next that's fitting or what are these shapes doing that might inspire a totally different shape that I want to start working with Mm. and you know it just it's about when you're watching how other people choose to wear what you make it really gives you so much that you can work on Mm -hmm. like work towards work on expand it's it's just i don't know it's kind of the best (laughs) in my opinion who's this musician that you're 
Katrina. Katrina Miller, yeah, yeah. friend of the show. Absolutely. We love, we're big Great Katrina lady. guys. She's Great amazing. Lady. Yeah. I, there are several musicians around that I see sporting my wares, yeah. and they are always uh, Jack and Shelly. They uh, they are big supporters. I mean, it's really if you see Jack Marshall around, he normally has a little lightning bolt in his hat. Like, nice. It's always very fun to see what people do with it, how mm-hmm. they wear it, how they choose to do it, and and when you have such a creative community and so many creative people, it really does. It opens it opens the doors to like you know, like I said. What what's going to work better with what this person needs? Or someone might, people have even come to me and said, so I need something, but I need it to be a little bit smaller or, you know, which, whatever. You know, I mean, I love doing custom work. Right, right. Well, which is what we're going to actually get to a little bit later. But well, you talk about a creative community. You had your store set up at, at the front of the hippo for Hattie's Burlesque, right. right? That's a huge, I feel like a huge opportunity because so many people go to those shows, right? Oh, yeah. But what does it mean to kind of be part of, you know, you, you're not you're not on stage, right? You're not no. playing music or anything, <laughs> but you're still involved in this event that is so many different things at once. What does it mean to you to, to be a part of that community and basically feel that kind of support? Oh, man, I, you know, it really is. It's been such a wonderful, wonderful time. And I mean, just thing to be a part of, because when you start making jewelry, for me, one of the hardest parts was I really wanted to make something that was accessible and wearable for pretty much anyone, male, female, however, you know, what, however, you dress or identify or you know i i did not want it to be so focused on you know what how most jewelry is marketed and being a part of had is burlesque i mean that just kicks the door you know off the hinges i mean like every bit of what they do is to be all inclusive to make sure every specifically for them women but really all people feel empowered and sexy and themselves at their core Mm -hmm. and when abby approached me about working with them it really i mean it's what i wanted to do one of the first things i did when i first moved here was i was taken to a had us for less show and i remember sitting there thinking man these are the women i want to work with and i thought of it then and it took six years but then I finally in the fall got my first go at it and watching them on stage watching you know getting to hear Abby promote my work in the middle of the show I mean it really felt like this is where I want to be it's not just like this is where I landed it's like this is what I want to be a part of Mm. I want to support them just as much as they support me and it really is all you could want is a designer to watch these women on stage just owning who they are in your wares. Mm. I mean, and then to have them come up afterwards and, you know, buy more, which I mean, you don't, you know, I mean, that's not the biggest part of it, but it's so complimentary. Mm. It's highly complimentary. Right. Well, and it's it's one of those things, too, where you get to it's it adds to the success of your business. But there's uh, there's so much more of an emotional component attached to it, which is how yeah. that that whole thing goes, really. Like, um, you know, it's it's people working, but it's still, you know, it's not like a, 
it's not like a nine to five or a corporate gig, you know? No. And no, it's, it's, it's why I clean houses. It's why I clean houses is so that I can really keep myself open to my artwork and I don't get bogged down with a bunch of what happens when you work in that sort of environment and you take it home. I don't want to take it home. When I come home from work, I want it to be full on creative. Mm. And when you do something like clean houses, you still get the satisfaction of what finishing a piece of jewelry does. You go in, you do the work, you finish, you see the completed product and you go home. Mm. And it's it's very much that same sensation of of just, you know, you've completed the task. But mm-hmm. it you know, being a being a part of what I've been able to be a part of, it really has shown me that I might have cleaned you know, a million toilets in this town, but I'm getting to where I'm really happy being with my art and Mm. I'm getting to be a part of what I wanted to be a part of, what I truly tried to set out to be a part of. Well, and you're truly on your grind, right? And uh, I I think that's really smart, finding work where, you know, it's not going to take away from you emotionally. You know, it's... Right. Because for art, people don't realize, like... You have to be into it. You oh, know, yes. you have mm-hmm. to, there's no, yeah, you got to do it on a schedule sometimes, but you have to be into it or it doesn't come across the way that you, that it should, that it deserves right. to, right? It's all about discipline. Absolutely. It, I mean, it's, it's hard. It's really, really hard to, um, to, to make that happen. Mm-hmm. I mean, sometimes, you know, you're exhausted, you're wiped out after a day, but then you get started going on your thing and you hit your <laughs> flow and it's, not work at all. Yeah. Now with with you know with Hattie's burlesque, very uh, it's it's very encouraging, right? Yes. Um, it's about empowerment. Uh, what is it like to be a woman business owner, a female business owner? Like, does that matter? Does it matter that that's the case? I mean, I think for me it does as a, as a woman <laughs> being one. You know, it it is something that. When I worked at the lumber mill, I was the only female. Mm. And it was such a transition. And, you know, it, it was something to really get used to. It was fun. But there were things that really tested me. And when, and you really feel that when you're surrounded by men that have never had that test mm. of, being, of being viewed as smaller in the workplace. And it did. I had to learn. I, when I went into working there, we I didn't want to seem weak at all. You know, I didn't want to seem like I was scared or nervous and I was all those things. But it really showed me, you know, this is this is your test. This mm-hmm. is your big test. And it it was such a it, there were parts of it, like I said, were really trying, but it it really showed me who I wanted to be as a business owner. I really wanted to do something that, you know, was different and did test those boundaries of what a woman does. Mm-hmm. What what do women do? Like, because, I mean, I've had people question me here, question me at several markets. You know, are you making this? Are you really doing this woodworking? I mean, one time even my dad was there, and he was real quiet for a while while this lady really pushed me. And finally, you know, he even stuck his nose in and was like, um, 
I'm her dad and she does all this her own like you know and mm-hmm. I still she still walked away with a little side comment not believing me and it's really hard when people question your abilities why do you you know are you sure you can handle that power tool are you sure you can you know you know just question what you do it's hard mm-hmm. it's really hard because you when you're doing it you don't think about being questioned mm-hmm. and i think that so many women get bogged down in questioning themselves can i do this what is expected you know and i think all of that is really changing i think all of it is changing so much but we are still on our path there and i think it takes these really you know these women that are really putting themselves out there and being vocal about empowering other women. And that doesn't mean you don't empower men. It means that you empower everyone equally. Mm. And that's really what it is, is Mm. knowing that everyone, no one feels small. No one feels counted out. Right. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's huge. I mean, do you think, do you think about the younger generation too? Uh, Like what you would uh, maybe not say to them, but like how you'd want them to see you moving forward? Absolutely. I mean, it's it's been really flattering. A lot of, a lot of, well, a lot. A couple of you know, moms have approached me saying like, my daughter is really crafty, and she's you know, she loves you know, I have a pair of earrings, and she loves them. Would you be willing to show her some things, show her what you do? And absolutely. I mean, I would love that. Mm. And it, you know, that's that's a really amazing opportunity, and it's not just you know younger girls it's 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 boys too it's all it's i mean if you have an interest especially one in the arts where that's not being you know tended i mean i'm trying to think of the best way to say it it's the schools don't always give the best opportunity for art Mm. and if you can find anyone that can be a guide you know for you for your kid for anyone i mean ask Mm -hmm. the worst they can say is no Mm -hmm. i mean and most likely they're not gonna say no because most people in the arts community want the arts to thrive and the best way to do that is to keep kids interested to keep kids learning to keep kids knowing that it doesn't matter their gender it doesn't matter if they're bullied, and honestly, especially if they're bullied, I was a very bullied kid, and I was a little tomboy that was picked on a lot because I didn't want to do the girly things, and I felt constantly like I didn't fit, and that was actually okay. It was better that way. (laughs) You know, I had no business fitting in, (laughs) and it really, because, like, you're never going to fit in. None of us are, at what is fitting in where none of us are ever going to fit in? I gave up a long time So you might as well learn young that bullies are going to exist always, and, you know, you you know, of course, it's going to get you a little here and there, but on the whole, knowing who you are and knowing what you like and not having to categorize it as what a woman should do or what a man should do, it's really about like the journey of figuring out what you love to do. Mm, there you go. <laughs> That's it right there. What do you love to do? doesn't matter who you are. You need to be doing that at least a little bit. Yeah, you don't have at to least make a it little bit. Career. You don't have to make it your career at all. It can be a hobby. It can be just 
would I like to do this? And then you go do it, and maybe you don't like it, and that's okay too. <laughs> right. Like, I mean, but you might find a part of something in doing that that you would have never thought of. Mm. You know, everything has, you know, potential for growth and finding your niche. Absolutely. That's awesome. Well, you've definitely found your niche. And, and what I want to get to now is are these earrings, right? So yes. if people see these lightning bolts around, can I grab this? Yeah, yeah. If anyone sees these lightning bolts around, this is who made them. Gracie made these, right? So you've seen a lot of, there's actually some at a local style uh, mm-hmm. art gallery and salon right by T-Bones uh, available. And then um, you have the art market, right? right? So we want people to stay stay tuned with the HCAC, Absolutely. Hesburgh Community Art Center. Always. That's where we are. You're one of our art center neighbors. But what I, you know, what I want to do is I, I really just want to try these on because you made yeah. these custom. So you talked about, I, I felt bad earlier. Like, yeah, you know, I'm, I don't mind changing the sizes up. I'm going, you're talking about me. Cause I, I'm actually talking about several people. Okay. You're not alone, but I, <laughs> okay. I will say I have never made a pair that's that small. <laughs> right. Well, but it's, but I'm so excited about you opening, like, you know, you being open to trying something new and asking me to do it. Well, I'm all about local, and uh, and these are conflict-free, right? Oh, completely. Okay, all right, okay, because I don't know. <laughs> Jamie, don't laugh at me, bro. <laughs> He's like, shut up. Conflict-free. <laughs> I mean, as much as I can be. <laughs> yeah. I might have cussed a little bit while I made them, but it was yeah. internal conflict. Yeah, so it's cool that uh, it's cool you do this. And, and the reason I wanted the smaller ones is because I know, like, especially the college crowd, like... If you see if you see these, like you can you can get these like this small size, right? And then yeah. you also have you also have uh, like really big ones. Oh yes, um, like huge ones. Oh, yeah, I call them the extra. The extra. Yes, yes, Miss uh, Miss Pammy Blanchard down at uh, Southbound was yeah. the first person. She came up to me and she was. Like, I want something that is super extra. Look at yeah. you go. Look you ready? Dangle. I'm in the dangly earring <laughs> game. We've been, actually, that's been one of the longest, other than everyone knows it. And uh, actually, actually, I think that's, uh, the, this is the longest running gag we've had on the show that I was going to get in the dangly earring game. Yeah. And you finally made it happen. Dude, so. that's what I'm here for. Oh, Look yeah. at that. You already, like, you're already. Jitterbug. Carry yourself different. <laughs> Jitterbug. Yeah, I was waiting for all the George Michael references. Yeah. Nah, well, wham. I prefer wham. Okay. I like to, I like a duo, like okay. us, man. Uh, you're right. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Wham. So. You need to get the shirts. Yeah. <laughs> There's a wham music video cover that we're doing. We're going to, we're going to do Wake Me Up. Let's go. Shot oh. for shot. Jamie's like the king of like, you know what we need to do? We need to do a shot for shot remake of this video. I don't want to tease yeah. any of them, but he's a genius. Should I say it? Okay. No, no, no. no. We, we'll just release it. But Okay. Well, Gracie, thanks so much for sitting down with us. This was Absolutely. really great. Thank you so much. You got- I'm really excited. Like, I mean, look at you go. You, well, uh, you, look at you go. <laughs> you got it going on. And you know what? Hattiesburg needs to know about it, you know? Well, thank you. Jewelry is art. Jewelry. Okay, y'all hear that? Jewelry's art. Um, so people can reach you at, at uh, what's your Instagram, right? Garage Dog Studios. And that all that that link is in the description below. Um, any any additional links we'll put in there. So if anybody wants to order from you, uh, they can just look look down there. Order from Gracie. It's not just jewelry; it's art. It this is, is so all cool. handmade. All all just. I mean. 
All Made local. with love and care. Local. <laughs> Women-owned business. I mean, come on. All right, Jamie, can you play us out? Sure. Are you going to use like the like the jacket sounds? Garage Dog Studios. Yeah, this is the last time we don't set up the board. Banter the show. After the show. Banter. Bro, you're going to get in stomp after this. <laughs> <laughs> so good. <laughs>